Happy 4th of July. It is the day of the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Um, coming to you from the Verona Sports and Spiritual Library here in my apartment. And I had to get an um in purse. And um, I'm going to read, be reading out of the... Be reading out of the uh, Reco- Life Recovery Bible. And it's... Uh, I think it's a new literature translation, translation, something like that. Anyways, I'm going to take off right now and do it. It's called David Conquers the Philistines. The Philistines heard that David had been anointed king of Israel. They mobilized all their forces to capture him. But David was told they were coming, so he went into he went into the stronghold. The Philistines arrived and spread out across the valley of Rephaim. So David asked the David asked the Lord, "Should I go out to fight the Philistines? Will you mind? Will you hand them over to me?" The Lord replied to David, "Yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you." So David went to Ralparazim and defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did. The Lord did it, David replied. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named the place Baal-Perzam, which means the Lord who burst through. The Philistines had abandoned their idols there, so David and his David and his men confiscated them. But after a while, the Philistines returned and again spread out across the valley of Raphael. And again, David asked the Lord what to do, and do not attack them straight on. The Lord replied, instead circle around behind and attack them. Near the poplar poplar trees, when you hear a sound like marching feet in the the tops of the poplar trees, be on the alert. That will be the signal that the the Lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the Philistines' army. So David did what the Lord commanded, and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gib- all the way from Gibeon to Gez- to Gezer. Moving the ark to Israel, I'm sorry, moving the ark to Jerusalem. Then David again gathered all the elite troops in Israel, thirty thousand in all. He led them to. To Bala of Judah to bring back the Ark of God, which bears the name Lord of the Heavens, Lord of Heaven's armies, who is the enthroned between the between the true between the Trubrum. They placed the Ark of God on a new cart and brought it from Abimadaz, 
house, which was on a hill. Uzzah and Atio, Eridab's son, were guiding the cart as it left the house, carrying the ark of God. Allo walked in front of the ark. David and all the people of Israel were kind of celebrating before the before the Lord singing songs and playing all kinds of all kinds of musical instruments. Lyrics lyres, harps, tambourines, castanets, and cymbals. But when they arrived at the threshing floor of Nikan, the oxen stumbled, and Uzzah reached out his hand and studied the ark of God. Then the Lord's anger was aroused again as Uzzah and God struck him dead because of this. So Uzzah died right there beside the ark of God. David was angry because the Lord's anger had burst out against Uzzah. He named that place Perez Uzzah, which means to burst out against Uzzah. As it is still, he's called today. David was now afraid of the Lord, and he asked, How can I ever bring the ark of the ark of the Lord back to my care? So David decided not to move the ark of the Lord into the lily of, into the city of David. Instead he took it instead he took it to the house of old Betty Dom of Goth. The Ark of the Lord remained there in, in Obed-Edom's house for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and his entire household. Then King was, David was told, The Lord has blessed Obed-Edom's household and everything he has because of the Ark of God. So David went there and brought the Ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom's to the city of David with a great celebration. After the, after the men who were carrying the Ark of the Lord had gone six steps, David sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. And David danced before the priestly... David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly garment. So David and all the people of Israel brought up the Ark of the Lord with the shouts of joy and the blowing of the blowing of ram's horns. But as the ark of the Lord entered the city of David, Michal, the daughter of Saul, looked down from the window when she saw King David leaping and, and dancing before the Lord. 
She was filled with contempt for him. They thought the ark of the Lord set it in its place inside the special tent David had prepared for it. And David sacrificed the brunt of offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. When he had finished his sacrifices, David blessed the, blessed the people in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. Then he gave to every Israelite man and woman in a crowd a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins. Then all the people returned to their homes. When David returned home to bless his own family, Michal, the daughter of Saul, Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him. She said to she said in disgust, How distinguished the king of Israel look today? Somebody exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. David David retorted to Michal, I was dancing before the Lord, who chose me above your father and all his family. He appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I celebrate before the Lord. Yes, and I am willing to look even more foolish in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. So Michal, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. Alright, well. A lot of friction going on there, that's for sure. You know, it's, it's quite different than the way we celebrate, but in a way it's not. You know, they all have celebrate with music, we celebrate with music, we celebrate with just normal things, you know, that, that was what would have back then. I don't think anybody's walking around here with any ram's horns, but, you know, I guess it, that's what it was all about back then, you know, being from the Middle East and everything, so. It's interesting, very interesting. Um... You know, I'm going to talk a little bit about this, too, I guess. But this is a good reading. This is a good reading. I like this. So I'm going to go back to... Uh, this would be 3... 3.17 through 18... Abner displayed the courage to take an unpopular stance and make an important change in his life. He advised the elders of his northern tribes to take the necessary steps to make David their king. Good intentions are worthless until they are translated into actions. And Abner understood this. 
One of the major steps of recovery involves not only wanting change, but taking active steps to pursue it. Abner's exhortation. Now, this in this time it is clarion, clarion call to all who want to program who want to progress towards a balanced life. Joab chose to harbor deep bitterness towards Abner and sought revenge after then to look for the a new start in life. It would have been better if Joab had let go of the painful past events. Instead he chose he said he chose to avenge his brother's death. His brother's death. His rash act of Vengeance against Abner brought a curse upon his family and embarrassment and a grief to his king. True recovery requires that we seek release from the past. No matter how painful it may be, this can only be this can only be this can only be done as we learn to forgive the people who have wronged us. Forgiveness, though difficult, is the only sure path toward freedom from a painful past. Yeah, I'm thinking about the third step and the bondage of the third step and uh, you know how important it is for us to get away from that. And the uh, the third step prayer is one is a beautiful prayer too. So that's what I'm thinking about, and uh, I'm thinking about the uh, it's like having free, it's like having glue on you, and uh, you know, and, and two it says in here too. This is four and nine. It says David acknowledged God as the uh, the source of his deliverance. This is crucial in the process of recovery. If we cannot give God the credit for our victories, it is obvious that we never really never really gave our life over to him in the first place. We need to give credit where credit is due. Praising God for our victories is a good way to show how much we depend on him and appreciate his help. Yeah, we'll go. I know for me that, you know, it's that third step for my will my life where the care of, my, care of God is, I understand him, you know, and, and that is the, uh, that's the third step. I need to turn my will and my life over to God as I understand, understood him. It's so important, you know, and, and it's so important for me to do that, but, you know, I can see that with others too, but because they don't have the trust. And I was there too at one time, and I was starting to develop a faith and a trust that's that's pretty dead on. I've not been wrong at all. So I I encourage people, you know, folks, if you're listening, turn your will and your life over to what you got to lose. You know, you know, it's it's turning your will and your life over to the care of God. You understand it. What do you got to lose? You know, I mean, you're already you're already having problems. That that's what I had to get down to. Did I want to uh, be a, 
They don't want to be right or accepted or what, you know. Reality was, I just wanted to be uh, accepted by my higher power, so I had to trust. So, all right, I'm going to go on to this one here. David conquers the Philistines. And this is where I started at. And, um, you know, he'd been, he'd been anointed king of Israel, which is great. And from what I've seen is that, you know, he starts to take a, uh, he starts to acquire some countries, that's for sure. David desired to bring the Ark of the Covenant, symbol of God's presence, to Jerusalem. But he failed to follow God's specific instructions for transporting it. He probably hadn't he probably had never read God's laws concerning the covenant, concerning the ark. But God's word was re- available to him. There are serious consequences for failing to honor God by not following the instructions. We are responsible for knowing what God de- desires of us. Such knowledge will enable us to act according to his will. The Bible is not the Bible is our primary source for discovering God's plan for a healthy living. Yeah, six one, six one through eight of Samuel, and uh, it goes on here. It talks about it. there's a couple other ones in here too that are at it. So Exodus twenty five ten through fifteen, and Numbers four five through fifteen, talking about God's. When you talking about God's laws and concerning that the ark. And, uh, you know, you have, you have to be a authority. He just could not go in there and make up his own laws and his own rules. He had to follow God's rules. Mikhail's anger was probably driven by more than her embarrassment of Dave, at David's conduct. Over the years, Mikhail had been a pawn on the chessboard of David's life. After Mikhail had been married to David, for a short time, her father, King Saul, gave her to another man to, to spite David. In later kingdom negotiations, David won her back. But there, are, there she found that one wife among many. Her life is a tragic example of people can be used by others. Because anger at the injustice she had suffered affected her ability to enjoy the present. The same thing can happen to us. We need to uncover the pain in our life and allow God to free us from this from this past. Alright, I like that a lot. Once the time our anger gets in our way and uh we let it, you know, because we let it escalate, you know, because we're embarrassed by, uh, she's embarrassed by David's conduct, you know, and we've been embarrassed by 
friends and uh, relatives and family and you know we're just thinking that they're a, you know and it's egotistical to be honest with you for us to even think like that you know it's 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 hard for me as a person to realize to say that you know that's egotistical because if I was in her situation I'd be, I'd be all pissed I'd be all upset too I'd be mad too so you know, I, I you can't you can't blame it for being mad, but it's just it's all sometimes it just gets into me that it's all about me. And that's the problem. So, all right, I'm gonna go on. I got a little bit of a uh, you know, right? We got a uh, reading right here that's called David Mikal and Bathsheba. David failed in many of his relationships. He tended to avoid conflict and therefore did not deal with any important issues in his life. David's first wife, Michal, was the daughter of King Saul. Their marriage was right out of the fairy tale. The king's beautiful daughter married the one-time shepherd boy turned great war hero who was also the most talented musician of his day. Their early relationship appeared to be fine, but over time, difficulties developed. Mikhail was separated from David for several years when Saul gave her to another man to spite David. Father, later, I'm sorry, later David won her back, but brought her into a house filled with, filled with his other wives. Their relationship was never truly re-established after Mikhail's return. They apparently kept the pain of their separation to themselves and from each other. Mikhail explained that David's first dancing before the dark, before the ark, he celebrated his return to Jerusalem. It seemed that her bitterness and frustration over the uh, years of Separation and neglect had built up the boiling point. Unfortunately, there is no indication that they ever tried to heal their damaged marriage relationship. Instead, they seem to have settled into destructive silence. Davis complicated his life further by his infatuation and adultery with Bathsheba. This sin led to tangled web of deceit involving Uriah's murder and rushed marriage to the pregnant Bathsheba. The string of all the string of self induced tragedies left a cloud of shame that hung over David throughout the rest of his life. David's own children would repeat his mistakes, bringing further suffering to the royal family and to the nation as a whole. With all his mistakes, why was David considered more righteous than Saul, his his predecessor? His heart was open before God, and he was willing to accept God's correction in his life. After each failure, he was willing to admit the truth, accept the consequences, and receive God's forgiveness. Even in the midst of this failure's pain and grief, 
Like David, all of us have made mistakes. We can learn much from we can learn much from him about recovering from the bad choices we have made. I don't know, I've never made any bad choices. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Sometimes I I know that I learn I learn by making bad choices. So, you know, the reality is, is I, I cannot get you down on myself because I know there's a learning, I know that I'm going to learn from it. And that's a good thing. And there's been a lot of times I've made some really bad choices in my life, but, you know, learning, learning, living, and learning. That's what it's all about. All right. So, strengths and accomplishments. So this is what they're going through. I'm just going to remind you again. They're going to go through this and, uh, through the chapter, but they're also getting uh, putting the satellite stuff in here with the uh, linking up the recovery to the uh, to the Bible, and yeah, I just want to remind everybody too is that you know before the big book what they carried that they went out was a Bible, so the, I think the big book was I think the big book was in print by like nineteen. Uh, 1939, and and the program was started, I believe, a couple of years earlier, like 1937, 1935, I believe. I don't know. You got to look it up. It doesn't sound right, but anyways. But yeah, they're they're before. You know, it might have been even been the program started in 1939, and they used the Bible until like 1941 or something like that because of the uh, they hadn't gotten to the. Uh, the printing of the of the big book. So at the beginning, David and Mikael had a strong marriage. David kept an open relationship with God. David was always willing to admit his failures and accept God's corrections. Strengths and accomplishments. And he goes on here, weaknesses and mistakes. David and Michal did not communicate effectively. David avoided family conflict and resolution of problems. David allowed immediate gratification to lead him into sin with Bathsheba. By finding his sort by finding his son of adultery. David went, David was driven deeper into sin. Lesson from their lives. A good marriage can be destroyed by unresolved issues. Communication, communication must be a high priority in any relationship. One mistake usually leads to others. No matter how great our sin, God is willing to forgive us. If we repent, as the deer pants for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. Psalm 42, 1 through 2. David and Michal's story is told in Samuel. 18, 18, 19, 
to 25. 18 through 19 added 25 and 25 to Samuel 3 6. Chronicles 15 29. David and Bathsheba's story is told in 2 Samuel 11. 2 Samuel 11, 1 Kings 1. Chapter 7 here, the Lord's Covenant. David's, David's promise to David. I'm sorry, the Lord's Covenant promise to David. When King David was settled in his palace, and the Lord had given him rest from all the surrounding enemies, the king summoned Nathan the prophet. Look, David said, I am living in a beautiful cedar palace. But the ark of the God is out there in a tent. Nathan replied to the king, Go ahead and do whatever you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. That same night the Lord said to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, This is what the Lord has declared. Are you the one to build a house for me to live in? I've never lived in a house from the day I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until of this very day. I've always moved from one place to another with a tent and a tabernacle as my dwelling. All right. Yet no matter where I have gone with the Israelites, I, I have never once complained to Israel's tribal leaders, the shepherds of my people, Israel. I have never asked them, why haven't you built me another beautiful cedar house? Now go and say it to my servant David. This is Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies has declared. I took you from tending sheep in the pasture, selected you to be the leader of my people of Israel. I have begun. I have been with you wherever you have going, gone, wherever you have gone. And I have destroyed all your enemies. all your enemies before your eyes. Now I will make your name as famous as anyone who has ever lived on the earth. And I will provide a homeland for, will provide a homeland for my people Israel, planting them in a secure place where they will never be disturbed. Evil nations won't oppress them as they've done in the past. 
starting from the time I appointed judges to rule my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Furthermore, the Lord declares that he will make a house for you, a dynasty of kings. For when you die and are one of your descendants, your own offspring, I will make this I will make his kingdom strong. He is the one who will build a house, a temple for my name. And I will be his father, and he will be my son if he sins. I will correct and discipline him with the rod. Like any father would, like any father would do. But my favor will not be taken from him as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from your sight. Your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time, and your throne will be secure forever. So Nathan went back to David and told him everything the Lord had said in his, said in this vision. So, down on the bottom here too, as it says, uh, Seven, chapter 7, 9 through 16. Uh, God, may re- God may have refused David's request to build the temple, but as we see here, an even better plan. I'm sorry, God had an even better plan. Proverbs 3, 4 through 6. God's plan involved establishing the Davidic's covenant, David's covenant, which included the promise of an eternal kingdom with a descendant upon its throne forever. There may be times when we have to wait patiently for our dream of recovery to it to become one reality, but. God has a special plan for each of us, and when it comes and when it unfolds, we can be sure it will be better than what we have ever, than what we had hoped for. Yeah, sometimes that's hard to hold on to, and it's hard to, uh, and it's hard to remember that, and uh, that's what it's frustrating. But in reality, if we can hold on, then we can do it. Then we can. We're going to have a lot better life than we ever dreamed of. All right. So this is seven, eighteen through chapter 7, 18 through 29. Vital step in any successful recovery program involves recognizing God's authority in our life and, follow, and allowing him to direct our plans. In this beautiful prayer, David called God's David called God Lord. Lord, no fewer than 11 times. David realized that God was his master and that allowing God, God's will was of utmost importance. But submitting to God was God's will and looking to him for help, we will discover the power we need to overcome our difficulties.
Yeah, it's uh, it's just, just what else can I say? You know, we by submitting to God's will, that means by turning my life over, by giving in, by saying, okay, I I, I give up, I surrender. I'll go, you know, and going with God's will instead of trying to do things myself. So my life's gonna be a whole lot better. No thought about it. I need to look, you know, looking to him for help. We will discover the power. We need to overcome our difficulties. You know, that's that's some good, uh, that's some good, uh, that's some good stuff right there. That's for sure, because I need all the help I can get. You know, it's, Step three, you know, hey, oof. seven through seven twenty-seven through twenty-nine. David took the time to review God's priorities to him. God's word is filled, filled with promises, helpful, but in the midst of a midst of a crisis, not that God needs reminding, but our memories can usually stand some refreshing. <laughs> I know mine can, that's for sure. And he gives it to me, but, you know, I'm grateful for that, too, because without being refreshed, I would continue to just go right down the wrong path. So, uh... trying to think where I left off at here. Alright. David's prayer of thanks. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and prayed. Who am I, O sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? And now, sovereign Lord, In addition to everything else, you speak of giving your servants a lasting dynasty. Do you deal with everyone this time, O Sovereign Lord? What more can I say to you? You know what your servant is really like, Sovereign Lord, because of your promise. Your promise and according to your will. You have done all these great things and have made them known to your servant. How great you are, O Sovereign Lord. There is no one be like you. We have you. What other nation on earth is like is like your people, Israel? What other nation, O oh God, have you redeemed from slavery to your own people? You made a great name for yourself when you redeemed your people from Egypt. You performed awesome miracles and drove out the nations and gods that stood in their way. You made Israel your very own people forever. And you, O Lord, because they're God, 
Now, O Lord God, I am your servant. Do as you have promised concerning me and my family. Confirm it as a promise that will last forever. And may your name be honored, however so, and everyone will say, the Lord of the Lord of heaven's armies is God over Israel. And may the house of your servant David continue before you forever. O Lord heaven's armies, O Lord of heaven's armies, God of Israel, I have been bold enough to pray. Bold enough to pray that this prayer to you because you have revealed all this to your servant, saying, I will build a house. I will build a house for you, a dynasty of kings. For you are God, O sovereign Lord. Your words are truth, and you have promised these good things to your servant. And now, may it please. You And now, may it please you to bless the house of your servant so that, it's, so that it may continue to forever before you. For you, for you have spoken, and when you grant a blessing to your servant, O Sovereign Lord, it is an eternal blessing. Yeah, I, I just I'm stopped because I'm just kind of repaying some of this uh, going back, and it's just incredible. It's incredible what uh, what God will do for us when we let Him, and uh, when we believe in Him and we trust. And that's the thing is, is that you know, when I believe and trust Him, really incredible things happen for me. And, uh, you know, I go through dry periods once in a while because I, I don't trust God and I don't listen. And, uh, and that's why I struggle to a lot of days with my anger, my temper, my frustration, my bitterness. So... David's military victories. After David defeated and subdued the Philistines by conquering Goth, their largest town, David also conquered the, the land of Moab. He made the people he down, I'm sorry, he made the people lie down on the ground in a row, and he measured them off of in groups, measured them off in groups with the length of a rope. He measured off two groups to be executed for everyone, groups to be spared. The Moabites, 
who were spared because David's subjects paid him tribute, paid him tribute money. David also destroyed the forces of David also destroyed the forces of Hadadu, Hadadazer, son of Rehab, king of Zahob. Soba, I'm sorry. When Hadadazer, when Hadadazer marched out to strengthen the control along the Euphrates River. David captured thousands of chariots, seven thousand charioteers, and twenty thousand foot soldiers. He crippled all the chariot horses except through, except enough for one hundred chariots. When the army day, when the army, let me see here. The Arma means from Damascus arrived to help King Hadadezer. David killed 22,000 of them. Then he placed several army. Then he placed several, several army garrisons in Damascus. The Armenian, Armenian, the Armenian capital, Armenian capital, and the Armenians became David's subjects and paid his tribute money. So, the Lord made David victorious wherever he went. David brought the gold shields of Habad, Habadazer's efforts to to Jerusalem along with large amounts of bronze from Hadadazer's towns of Teba and Berothai. When King Toy of Hamath heard that David had destroyed the entire army of Hadadazer, he sent his son to he sent his son to to form to con- to congratulate King David for his successful campaign, Hadadezer and Toy had been enemies and were often at war. Joram presented David with many gifts of silver, gold, and bronze. King David dedicated all these gifts to the Lord, as he did with silver and gold from the other nations he had defeated. And defeated from Adam. Moab, Ammon, Philistia, Amalek, and Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. So David became even more famous when he returned from destroying 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of the Salt. 
He placed army garrisons throughout the Edom, and all the Edomites became David's subjects. In fact, the Lord made David victorious wherever he went. So David, re so David reigned over all of Israel and did what was just and right for all of his people. Joab, son of Zermiah, <laughs> was the commander of the army Jehoshaphat. Let's try that one again. Jehoshaphat, son of Alibad, son of Alilad, was the army. Was the army? Jehas. Jehas Hapset, Hapet, son of Aliud, was the royal historian. Sadak, son of son of Ahib Tub, and Hamilak, son of Abathar, were the priests. Amalek, son of Abiathar, were the priests. Syria was the court secretary. Benahiah, son of Jehoiada, was the captain of King's bodyguard. And David's son, David's son, served as priestly leaders. All right, guys, I'm doing my best in pronunciations, but that was a tough one. So, alright. So, this is on uh, 9, 1 through 7. And it's David had promised to treat Saul's family well for the, t for the take of friend Jonathan. Though many years had passed since the promise had been granted, had been given. David was true to it. He honored the memory of Jonathan by offering by offering Mephibosheth a place to a place in his household. David stood by his word and did what he did what he could to set right a to set right a painful conflict from his past. Being responsible for our promises and dealing with with past conflict conflicts are important aspects to recovery to the recovery process. All right, ten one through five. Hanan was needlessly suspicious of 
motives of David's men. As a result, he treated he treated them shamefully and brought a great deal of needless bloodshed upon his people. Hanan's Hanan's suspicions led him to distrust others and negated David's attempts to forge to forge a productive relationship. Allowing our fears to shape our conclusions can often lead to unnecessary conflict and disruptions. Disruption of possible positive relationships. Much time, effort, and energy are wasted when we respond with suspicion and fear to the friendly overtures of other people. Trying to think. It goes through the prayer when we wake up. I think it's on page 90 as it shows us it it, it prays that we don't we divorce ourselves from having less uh, wasting our time with thinking about things that don't matter and um, and we're not able to give our best then to the uh, to the point of the matter and I I, always, I I like that because that's I do that all the time you know we make things up in our head and, and we give ourselves a whole whole litany of excuses why we're not going to do something reality is just do it So in 10, 11 through 12, Job gave counsel to Abishai, to Abishai before going to battle. First, he delivered a simple strategy of attack. Then he recognized God's role in the process. As we struggle with our gut adversaries, these principles can prove helpful. First, we need a plan, a program to follow. God's word is filled with valuable insights for healthy living. We also need to recognize that no matter how good our plans, we still need God's help to succeed. God wants us to have victory. May the Lord will be done. May the Lord will be done. stop right there and I think each and every one of you are listening but the main important thing too is if nobody else has told you they love you today I do and I say that with the power of love thanks